0: You're listening to The Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus, and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. So I was having a conversation on Facebook the other day, and I haven't done this in a while because with so much going on in my life, it's really hard to find time to engage, to go back and forth on Facebook with people. And uh, I was just feeling kind of, you know, um, frisky and decided that I would go ahead and, and engage. And I, um, I stumbled across an observation that I think is important to share publicly. And, and I may have more to say because I'm sort of still in the middle of this conversation. So I may have more to say on this later. But but so far, something about this conversation is, is becoming clear to me uh, that there's a, a very important misconception that I need to to share. So let me back up a little bit. So a buddy of mine, I've been on his podcast before, fantastic guy, David Paulman. He and I definitely have a fair share of disagreements, but there's also a lot that we do agree on. And he had me on his podcast a while ago to talk about a young age creationism and why I'm a young age creationist. And uh, one thing about David is he is not a young age creationist, but he has often been a very uh, vocal person about uh the fact that somebody can you know legitimately hold this view and may not necessarily be deluded or irrational or whatever like most people uh, tend to think creationists are okay and so he shared a hot take on facebook the other day and his hot takes always um you know leap into the hundreds of comments because they're nice and controversial um he's very good very good at at creating engaging discussion on facebook and um, somebody commented. Um, who is a pretty well-known guy in the atheist community, uh, Benjamin Watkins. Um, and and he posted, "Nah, you know," as a response to this, you know, comment response. He said, "Nah, this is all. I'm a nuclear, you know, engineer here. Um, creationism is basically just bunk. It's total crackpot stuff. I think is what he said. And um, and so I asked a legitimate question back to him. And I said, okay, well, let me just, let me just, let me explore this with you for a minute because it seems to me like we have credentialed experts in various fields who who do tend to disagree with the consensus. And so it's not like they're dumb or deluded. I mean, they know what they're talking about. And secondly, given that they're, you know, a Christian, uh, I'm sort of obligated, um, in a sense to, 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 to think of, of them as having an obligation toward the truth. In other words, a, a serious, genuine Christian understands that lying is a sin, bearing false witness is a sin. So, so the question is, are these people either bearing false witness or are they stupid? And neither seems to be true. So I asked him legitimately, what do you think the third way is? If there is a third way or, you know, one of these others. And again, without going all into it, I mean, basically, and other people in the thread have commented as well about different things. Um, and I'm currently interacting with another gentleman right now about this. Um, and the idea comes up as motivated reasoning. right? So basically a form of confirmation bias, basically, where it's like, well, you're sort of motivated by your background theology or whatever to take this view and so you might hold irrational views in spite of the evidence given those things in order to be a promoter of that view now i have my issues with that but that's not what i want to talk about something came up in in the discussion and that is the idea of, of anti-evolutionism versus this model building new creationist approach and um so i i i I said, I can't remember the exact wording, but something to the effect of, um, I you know, I think this particular observation of yours is actually based on a a bias that says that all creationism is, is anti-evolutionism. And so he commented back with well, I don't really understand what you're saying. I mean, in what sense is creationism not anti-evolutionism? And so that's what we're in on today. Uh, the title of the episode here is What Most People Don't Understand About Modern Creationists. What most people don't understand about modern creationists. And what that is is that most modern creationists are model builders. Okay, the ones being raised up in university today are tired of, of strictly evolution bashing. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Now, plenty of creationists will disagree with the point I'm about to make. Plenty of them. Okay, I have buddies right now. I will get emails about this. I promise. Okay. Um, but I'm in the Todd Wood camp. You know the Kurt Wise camp. I believe that if someone was motivated strongly enough, same as if you're a creationist, yeah, they, anybody could come up with evidence that would, um, you know, li- link up together and and create a a pattern of life, a tree of life, essentially, that looks something like the evolutionary synthesis. You know, you could actually look at the data and come up with that. So, so that there are evolutionists is not surprising to me that someone can look at the data and arrange it in a particular way is not in itself surprising to me. But that does not mean it's the only way to look at the data. And there are people who wake up every day who just want to be good scientists. And they also want to be biblically faithful, okay? And it's not as though what they're doing is trying to disprove evolution. That's not the project. That's not what they're trying to do. No, instead, they're actually trying to model build. They're attempting to create creationist models in these various different fields and perspectives and then there is work that is done with broader teams and things of that nature to try to bridge those things together even further and to make a a coherent creationist model that works across all the data and now i'm just trying to make a you know i mean it's not like this isn't what evolutionists do Right, right. They, they do, there's a, a phenomenon we're actually going to talk about at some point here called consilience. Right, consilience is a piece of, of evidence on its own that sort of shows how if you got these different converging lines of evidence across a variety of different fields, and then they all sort of, you know, land on the same conclusion of data, that is called consilience. And there is a, a bundle of evolutionary consilience to be found. Um, a lot more than creationary conciliance. And yeah, I do think we still have some. Why is that? Well, I mean, there are, <laughs> there are multiple reasons. I mean, but for one thing, and, and again, I'm going to make some people mad with this one, but it's just true. I mean, you've had, for the last 150 years, it's like Dawkins, for example, talked about Darwin as 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 making atheism intellectually Okay. And Darwin's not the only one with that, or excuse me, Dawkins is not the only one with that opinion, right? A lot of people think that. What did he say? Darwin made it possible to become an intellectually satisfied atheist. I think that's what Dawkins had to say about it. And so what is my point? Well, my point is that lots of research has been done. Lots of time has been put in, right? It 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 is funded by taxpayer dollars, okay, to teach evolution to to research evolution. So when when you decide, okay, this is this is where the evidence leads, and then you start with that as a foundational premise and then build upon that for a century plus, then it's no surprise to me that there's gonna be an uphill battle for the underdog, for the creationists. By the way, creationists don't have that much funding. It's not it's not very financially rewarding to be a creationist by the way it's not very um professionally rewarding to be a creationist in the sense that if you're a creationist you will often get lambasted by others in your profession you will be treated with bias you will be canceled in many cases you have to be careful going through phd programs in secular universities I know this because I have some close buddies who <laughs> went through this, right? You have to be careful going through these things and, and and publicizing the fact that you're a creationist. Okay, you do. Because of the bias that exists. And, and so, is, is, is the view a minority view? Sure. Absolutely. That's not necessarily surprising to me. But I do think it's important that people who especially don't agree with creationists understand the project of the creationist is not to wake up every day, especially the creationist scientist, and, and figure out how to bash evolution that day, or even to figure out how to disprove evolution that, that day. That's not the goal, okay? Now, maybe it's the goal for some of the other people you listen to, And that's fine if it's their goal. My goal, and the goal of the people that I like to, to, to work with and follow, okay, is not to wake up every day and say, why is evolution wrong? Even though I think that's important. It does have a place. And I lots of people, good friends who are good at that. I want to know why is creation true, right? right? Why is creation true? Now, of course, biblically, I understand that, but I want to go further than that. I want to say, looking at the science, how do we make sense of God's world? Keeping God's word in mind. That's what I have for you today. A little bit shorter episode, but I did want to make sure that this is just crystal clear for anyone who is, I mean, I think I have a lot of people who listen to this podcast who aren't necessarily creationists, because I have other things to talk about as well, and uh, I, I tend to um, be amicable, right, toward others, because I think we're all just trying to figure this out, and and most of us, at least, are trying to be honest with the facts. So I hope this helps you. God bless, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Bible nerd podcast.